This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hey, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure on Jabberjaw Media. I wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon for the show. It's called the Pleasure Seekers Club, and there's two levels. There's the $5 level and the $10 level. And all this is, guys, is to help support the show, help support the cost of putting the show out, um, you know, time spent uh, building the show, hosting costs, travel costs to do the in-person interviews that you guys like so much. Um, it all costs money, and I always try to find the best deal for sure uh, because I do have a day job as well. But having that support on the Patreon is definitely going to help uh, bring more in-person interviews, more travel more uh, updated uh, graphics, hosting, websites, all that stuff. So, um, And if you like the show, $5 a month or $10 a month really helps out. I know it's kind of a, uh, an interesting thing with the Patreon when something's already free, uh, but it is always going to be free. But if you want to support the show a little bit more, I'd absolutely appreciate it. Uh, you can pay either $5 or $10 a month. We'll try to do some special things for the patrons as well as we go, um, but it's just a way to support the show in a different way, and uh, like I said, I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. That's the most important thing I can ask for. So definitely go over and check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. Once again, that is patreon.com slash Podcast. Sign up today and join the community and help out the show. Keep it growing, and I thank you so much. Hey, this is Doc Coyle, host of the X-Man Podcast and part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. The X-Man Podcast is where I talk to professionals in the music world and other creative industries about the challenges and transitions of leaving monumental ventures. This podcast is for those passionate and driven 20 to 30-somethings at a crossroad trying to figure out what's next. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com.
What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Jabberjaw Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. Guys, it's good to be back. Uh, as you know, my dad passed away last month. Um, well, actually, September 29th, and it's in November now, so it's been over a month. And I released an episode right after it happened. Um with Yvette Young, and it felt good to get some, you know, familiarity um, and normalcy back. But I think it was a little soon, and uh, so I took a few weeks off. I've been doing some interviews over the past couple weeks, getting back on the horse. But you know, uh, losing a parent, you know, especially one that you're as close to as I was with my dad, is really tough. And uh, I just, I don't know what it was. I just needed to take some time. Uh, even though I was doing interviews, I needed to take some time from putting out content and uh, just kind of collect my thoughts and and get back to back to square one, well, which I really feel I've done. And all the outpouring of support from you guys has been awesome, and the emails and the messages, you know. And uh, I know a lot of you knew my dad, a lot of you didn't, but everyone seemed to care quite a bit, and that's I mean that's huge. That's really awesome, and uh, so big thanks to all you guys for that. Um, I'm going to put out an interview this week that I did a while back, and I don't know how this one slipped through the cracks of getting put out. Um, did it about the same time I did the episode with Josh Eppard. Um, Robert Meadows is the lead singer, well, was lead singer for a band called A Life Once Lost, which is one of the most ferocious front men I've ever seen in my life. Barefoot, jumping off, speaker cabs uh, onto, onto his bare feet, landing on his knees, screaming his fucking head off and just an absolute animal just a beast and i always wanted to talk to him never got to meet him on the road um and so we connected through facebook and had an awesome conversation uh we went a lot of different places and it was just a great time and i i do not know why this slept slipped through the cracks as long as it did but it was done a while back it's still very relevant today his new band mind power uh, has been putting out their uh, quarterly EPs that are going to turn into a record. Um, he was in a band called Left to Vanish singing for a while, which was also ferocious and amazing. Mind Power is just badass, absolutely badass band. Uh, you need to check them out. So uh, big thanks to Robert for coming on the show, and I'm stoked this is going to get out there to you guys. Um, you know, better late than never. So um, let's get some business out of the way real quick, and uh, we'll get into it. So we've got some more sponsors on this week. We have Sticker Ninja. Uh, StickerNinja.com is the website. They make all the stickers for the show. They're absolutely fantastic. They are such good friends of the show. They always do an amazing job. Some of the most durable, amazing stickers I've ever seen. I mean, they they literally, I think they laminate them too. So they just, I mean, they hold up in construction. They hold up. You know, wherever you put them, there's a big, giant 12-inch uh, pleasure skull on the post above their shop uh, on the street, which looks pretty badass. So uh, check out StickerNinja.com. Uh, PeerPleasure15, I believe, is the code. They'll get you 15% off your order and uh, let them know that uh, we sent you over. Uh, the next sponsor is merge for socks merge for socks has been amazing to the show as well. Um, they've sent us stuff for giveaways raffles stuff from my family um i've given stuff to guests and uh just an awesome company so check out merge four on instagram or merge four.com for uh, all their stuff it's I, mean, I wear them every day i threw out all my other socks these is what i wear um just an awesome place so check them out thanks merge four 
And Stumptown Mattress is back on board with the show. Uh, Stumptown Mattress sent over a twin mattress for my son, Grayson. And uh, he has a lot of sleep issues. And this mattress is phenomenal. It's, I have the King version, which you guys know. You've heard me talk about before. Um, but it, he loves it. It's his new bed. It's it's literally like sleeping on a cloud. The memory foam mattresses are the way to go. I know there's a lot of companies doing them. But uh, Stumptown Mattress is local and sustainable. And, I mean, they deliver it to your home. Uh, they'll deliver anywhere in the country. And just an awesome company. They, there's no promo code because their prices are as low as they will go. Um, they've kept uh, a really good margin, so I mean they're gonna they're gonna uh, get you what you need at a great price, and you're not gonna regret it, guys. Ste- check out Stumptown Mattress and let them know that Peer Pleasure sent you. All right, guys. Uh, we also have ArtistFlags.com. ArtistFlags.com has made some more flags for the show. You saw them on Instagram. Check out ArtistFlags.com for all your scrims, backdrops, flags. Anything you need. Hell, we're talking about printing a family picture uh, on a 5x5 five five flag for the living room, uh, which I think would be badass. Anyway, artistflags.com. Check them out. All right, guys. So I appreciate it once again, all the support about uh, my dad and everything we went through the last month, and it's good to be back with you. So shows will be coming back, back every week again, and uh, I've got a whole bunch in the hopper already done. I just did another interview about an hour ago, which you'll hear in a while. But uh, we're back in action. So thanks so much for listening and all your support. And check out also RER Studio, my buddy Ryder, who does all the leather work. Amazing dude. He's doing something super special for my dad. Uh, I'll post pictures when they get here. But uh, RER Studio will always be uh, a friend of the show. And I I talk about him on every episode because I know he listens. And uh, hopefully you guys go over there and get yourself a guitar strap, belt, uh, all sorts of stuff, man. Check them out, RER Studio uh, on Instagram. And uh, all right, guys, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Mr. Robert Meadows from A Life Once Lost. Are you enjoying the show? If you are, definitely head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you're listening to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Throw us a five-star rating or a review. We really appreciate that. It helps the show out big time. So like I said, if you are enjoying the show, head on over and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume podcasts. Thank you. I'm good. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. Excellent. 
Excellent. Do you prefer uh, Bob or Robert? Um, uh, either or doesn't matter. Okay. Excellent. Whatever's easier. <laughs> Perfect. I've heard it. I've heard it both ways. So wasn't sure. Want to make sure, but uh, we got it right. Yeah, yeah. We're we're talking. You can call me Bob. Cool. You know. All right. <laughs> Well, Bob Meadows from Life Once Lost, welcome to the Peer Pleasure Podcast, my friend. How's it going, bud? Oh, it's going great. It's a nice sunny day over here in Portland. Not sure how... Uh... Are you over in Philly? Uh, be- yeah, yeah. I, I live uh, just north in the uh, suburbs, Bucks County. Oh, okay. So, uh, from Ben Salem. And uh, it was actually a beautiful day today. Excellent. Excellent. You know, any, any day it's not raining. I, I work outside, so any day it's not raining is a good day. Oh, dude, me too. Are you in construction? Yes, yes, I do uh, underground utility work. Oh, shit. I'm a commercial plumber. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, I work with you guys all the time. Yeah, that's excellent, man. Good good pay and benefits and everything that... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. U- union, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a union laborer, so... Perfect. A, a lot of the stuff we do is, like, site excavation, but I'm, I'm on more of the crews that do a lot of the, uh, like, the underground, like, uh, sewer tie-ins and whatnot. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, so. every once we finish and you guys tie on, that's good because music doesn't offer any of that stuff. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't. And it, it was always like the uh, – I, I don't know what it was about music and, and, and going to my first show and, and what pulled me into like really enjoying like hardcore. Hardcore was like – I always liked music, you know, don't get me wrong. But yeah. hardcore was that one thing that really pulled me into seeing the singer sing, and I was just like, man, I, I want to – be that guy i want to be that guy because i i look around the room and everyone's eyes are just on him and, and the band mm-hmm. and then what they're doing what they're playing and what they're saying what they're portraying you know like it, it's it's such a fucking amazing thing and amazing experience that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to be able to do that you know but that was my one thing that just drove me drove me and drove me until i finally you know, ended up meeting all the Life Once Lost guys. Yeah, that's crazy because I, you definitely did that. You definitely you you played that part because I the 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 first memory I have. So I heard the band. Uh, I was on tour with a band. I was in a band called Anatomy of a Ghost before the the whole. Portrait yeah, 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 yeah. I know you guys. Okay, so we were touring with This Day Forward, and I had heard Life Once Lost, and I was sitting in New York with Vadim. And he had mentioned that he was in a life once lost. I had no idea. And I looked at Vadim and I looked at his little, he was wearing like Delia's jeans, like girl pants. And I was like, no way you're in that fucking band. He's like, no, seriously, seriously, I was in that band. And so we went round and round about it. And uh, so that's how I got a little more exposed to the band. And then I think we did a furnace fest together. And back, yeah, yeah. The one with, um, who else? I think. Did Dillinger play that? Minus the Bear and Hum played that. That's like, right. Hum. Hum got back together. Oh, it was insane. Yes. So this was right before we drove from Birmingham, Alabama to Anchorage, Alaska straight. It fucking sucked. Six and a half days in the van. Wow. Wow. But nice trip. <laughs> the one thing that stuck <laughs> out Christ. in my mind was your guys' set. I think you were fucking barefoot. Like yeah. jumping off the fucking speakers, landing flat on your feet, and screaming your fucking head off. It was insane. It was one of the most insane things. It wasn't even the fact that you were just going nuts. It was the pure intensity. Like, it stuck with me. I still tell this story. 
to to this day like my buddy asked me who i had on this week and i was telling him i was like dude you got it i've got to find a video of this it was insane and uh, i wish there was a video of that oh. i have i actually have pictures from that show um <laughs> in a scrapbook uh that i that i saved from from photos and and tour awesome tour posters and shit but i have those pictures and i i that was that one show that i just remember it just sticks out oh my because God. it was just that was our first exposure to that area and then from there that was our first like west coast tour we ever did as a band that mm-hmm. was the start of of our tour was us playing c- a couple random shows going down there and then we played that and it was just my i think that i that was yeah, that was our first like festival show we ever fucking played. Really? That's insane. Yeah. It didn't seem like it. Like you guys were on point. Like it, was st- it stuck with me. Like I couldn't tell you any other band that played like anything about their set. I was there for days. We slept in the parking lot of the on the grass. Like I couldn't tell you anyone else's set except for that one. And it was just like holy shit. This is awesome. Like it was it was great. And so <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I got on that early because I did not know that was that was your first festival show. That's badass. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to like rack my brain right now, but I, I don't think we 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 didn't do any like the New Jersey Metal Fests or we didn't do New New England yet. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that was our first one that we ever did. I I could be wrong, but I'm gonna go with the first one. Okay. Well, let's jump back a bit, man. I, you were talking about. You know, wanting to when you saw you know discovered hardcore, wanting to be that guy. Do you think that's like what was your childhood like? Were you are you an only child? You have brothers and sisters? I I have uh, four sisters. Four two sisters. Two older, two younger. Okay, yeah. so you were the only boy. And, and yeah, no, no, I was like a jock. I, I wrestled. Really? And wrestling okay. Was my sport. Okay. So I mean, that that just came from that kind of intensity of wrestling. And it being a one-on-one kind of a thing, then working with these guys, uh, I was a show promoter um, in in Ben Salem. Okay. Uh, I was doing shows in my house. I was doing shows in my backyard, and I lived with my parents at the time. You know, so I would just like break down the kitchen table, and I would set up a bunch of bands and have like fifty or sixty people crammed into a kitchen, <laughs> and it was totally like the norm for for us. You know, like my parents knew what I did. They knew that I was straight edge at the time. Uh, they knew that I wasn't going there and like partying. It was just giving a place for, you know, kids to be able to actually go and do shows. And then I stumbled across this room, Palanca Park, um, Ben Salem, and I started booking there. Uh, first show I did was Boy Sets Fire, Saves the Day, Reach the Sky, uh, and two other locals. And uh, it was just, it, it was an insane thing. And that thing that, that just grew for me. That's how I met all those guys in End of Life on Slost. I met Vadim going to a Nika Dagger show at uh, Stalic 13. Okay. And um, kind of just hit it off. Uh, I knew he was in a he was playing music and he was playing music with a bunch of like younger guys and stuff. And uh, I think this day Ford was playing a show when a life once lost was supposed to open that show. And then Vadim hits me up like I don't know four four or six hours before the show something like that. And um, he's like, "Yo, do you want to?" Um, do you want to come in a uh, sing for us tonight? Like we don't have a singer. Like we can't, we can't, we can't get a hold of him. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like, sure. Yeah, I'm going anyway. You know, like, uh, but I don't really know what to say. And he's like, it's all right. They didn't know what to say either. Uh, just, just come over. We're going to, we're going to practice real fast. And so I go over and I meet the guys and, you know, I end up meeting Doug, TJ and this kid, Rich. And, um, you know, ended up playing the show. I think at that show, 
like I jumped off of something, landed on my knees, took the microphone like it was like a like a sword, like I was stabbing someone in the chest or something. Came down with this microphone and I smashed it on the ground and I broke it into fucking <laughs> fucking pieces. And people were just like, "What the fuck was that?" I, I I'm still friends with the 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 guy who did the show. This this kid BJ. Mm-hmm. Um, he does like uh, we used to do Red Planet Sound. I think he does like a band called Hulk Smash. Okay, but uh, so I he still tells me to this day about that. Like he's like, dude, I was standing there and he fucking smashed my microphone. And I didn't even give a fuck. I just thought it was the coolest fucking thing I've ever saw in my life. And I was like, <laughs> my BJ, I'm so sorry, dude. Dude, but uh, but from there it just it grew. I, I was the, I was the link they needed because I was the one that pushed them to you know want to go and play fucking shows in different states and different cities mm-hmm. tour you know pursuing record labels that that was that was all me you know and, and it was me pushing this these kids i think our drummer was like 14 i think the dean was 16 i was 19 or 20 wow so you know like i, I was i just got out of high school i was working a shitty job at, uh, at a furniture place they told me that if, and I asked them, I'm like, yo, I need to take off because we, we have a show in Pittsburgh. I think we were playing with Walls of Jericho and Cursed oh, wow. at uh, Mr. Roboto Project. And I'm I'm like, dude, I'm not missing this fucking show. And they're like, well, you can't leave. Like, you don't have any time. So I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And it's like getting to be like lunchtime. And I just fucking went to lunch and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just went to the show. And then after that, you know, I, I, that, that's when I got into, like, the union. That's when I got into, like, the, the laborers. My father got me into that. Uh-huh. So. Man. So you were, just working, kind of a, you were working for the laborers at, like, while touring? Not while touring. I think. Uh, okay. I think uh, I did a few tours. I know that the the Furnace Fest that we played with you guys, um, we were touring at the time. Uh, actually, no, no, no. I was working. I was working at the time, and I, t- I took time off. I was with a concrete company okay. out of Ben Salem. Okay. And uh, I, I took time off, so they always just referred to me as the rock star. <laughs> but then once things kind of like picked up with – once we signed a ferret – as I think when we took it a lot more serious yeah. and then, then we're out in the road for like, you know, nine to 10 months a year, you know, I, I can't work. So what I didn't do is I didn't shelf my book, which would have been a smart thing to do. Yeah. You know, and, but I already had like seven, seven or eight years vested into it. So, okay, man. So when you guys, when you guys got hooked up with ferret, was that Carl that, that, that signed you guys? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had know. a uh, we had a manager at the time too, and and he was the one. It was between Ferret and it was between uh, Prosthetic Records. Okay. Out of uh, Cali of EJ. And they were both after you guys at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. EJ EJ was a big fan. Yeah, him signing, you know, Lamb of God. Uh, yeah. I think this was just like that one thing that could have been his next like Lamb of God band. That's how he was. Seeing. Okay. You know, he ended up then picking up a Casey strand, and I mean, look what happened to them. They just fucking exploded through the fucking roof. Yeah. Well, so did you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not not saying that our choice of what we did was wrong. Yeah. By any means, but it wasn't like sometimes I look at it and I I'm like, man, like I 
just wish I kind of wonder kind of thing like what would happen what what would be right now yeah. if we would assign to prosthetic instead of ferret it, it's all the what ifs in life sure you know what i mean but I, i'm not knocking it because what carl did for us it, it was it, it was amazing it, it was surely amazing you know the the, the honest you know like like man it was just what what they what he gave us what our management gave us at the time what our booking agent gave us you know it was just they were all blessings you know it, it's a fucking amazing amazing thing yeah 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 did you switch did you switch audio yeah i just did is that all right or not oh it's really loud um is it are you in your car yeah 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 it was a little chilly outside i just wanted to warm up oh okay yeah, it just shifted. It just shifted from what you were doing before. So I was just curious because it was it went really loud for a second. Now is that going to be a problem there, or do you want me to go back to my phone? Uh, if you can, if you go back to your phone, that'd be that was a lot better audio. There you go. Oh, perfect. Right, awesome. Sorry about that. No, no problem, man. I did. If you had, if you were driving or whatever, I would. It happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was just. Uh, it's starting to get a little chilly. I was just kind of. Oh, I got to warm up for a second. So okay. Well, um, so. I mean, speaking of that time period, I mean, you guys put out Hunter, and then all of a sudden, you guys were everywhere. You guys were on all these festivals, magazines. It was just like this explosion. Did that happen as quickly as it looked to me on on the outside? I mean, it, or was it a little bit of a progression? Because that album hit, and then it just blew up, is what it seemed yeah, like. Yeah, it was. I mean, when when I guess when you're a part of it you feel it you feel it every day mm -hmm. you know you're out on the road and you're constantly touring and you're traveling and, and you're you're seeing everything in, in the world um for us it, it was slow but we kind of saw what was going to happen kind of thing yeah you get what i'm saying like yeah. we, we kind of saw like the at the end of the road or the end of the rainbow or however you want to look at it like we, we saw that Mm -hmm. Just with the amount of like work and effort we did, and, and we, we were a full time band. When we weren't touring, you know, we took a week off, and then the next week we're right back to like rehearsing again. Mm -hmm. We rehearsed eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, and that was every day. That's it, it was our job. So we're in, the, in in a practice room for forty hours a week, playing together. That's why we were tight. That is that, that's that why that's sense. why the yeah that's why the band was, was just one of the like the tightest like groups like you know like it was always on point yeah and, and for me like being a, like a singer with more emotions like I, I typically never always followed the uh like like the music i, I kind of went with my own thing it was more like a, a theatric to it in mm -hmm. a sense you know like I, I was just all over the place it was crazy you know that that's how i liked it though but i always knew where i was in a pocket just because of how these dudes played yeah. behind me. Yeah. It, it, it's a fucking, it's a, it was amazing. It absolutely was. And that's one thing with, with as hard as you played and as hard as you were screaming and just going fucking nuts. I mean, touring for you, was it difficult? I mean, did you just, you got conditioned, I'm sure to the physical aspect of it, but I mean, playing through being sick, you know, playing through, you know, sprain strains, injuries, I mean, you. That's the one thing as being a singer is there. I mean, you can be a guitar player and have the flu and still fucking kick ass. But exactly. when your body is your instrument, I mean, how did you deal with that? 
it, it was a conditioning thing for sure. Yeah. Uh, something that you would get used to, but then your lifestyle of, you know, drinking and, you know, doing stupid shit where you would end up getting sick or you would catch a cold from somebody else in another van and then mm-hmm. that would spread amongst your van and then it would go to another van and it, so on and so on. But, um, you know, I could always play through that. I think I, I've missed one show from being like totally like fucking blackout drunk before the show even happened. <laughs> you know, and like they, they were just like, he can't play. Like there's no way, there's no way that he can play. Like we're just going to cancel. Like there's no way. And I just remember like, you know, just being a total fucking lunatic, like knowing that I couldn't play and just being an asshole and then totally regretting it the next day because I was just sick as fuck. Did you go even harder? Um, <laughs> no, actually, no, we, we canceled that show. And then the next night it was just like, I'm not drinking anymore <laughs> until like, you know, three, four shows in and I'm like drinking again, but sure. Um, yeah, no, you, you, you always push yourself. You, you I, I was hurting real bad. You know, um, I, 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 when I got sick from like anything with drinking, it would be a solid 24 hours of just nonstop throwing up. Oh my like God. Nonstop, you know? And, uh, you know, so my, my throat would be a little raw, like oh, going yeah. into it. You know, but at the same time, like it, it, it's, it, it just—it's all I could do. You know what I mean? Like I—I uh, I was just done. I was done with my lifestyle at the time. So. Yeah. Just, so you said you back when you were doing those house shows and stuff, you were a straight edge. When did you give that up? Uh, I was twenty-two. 20, in between 22 and 23. Okay. And then did so alcohol I, I become a, a serious problem, or was it just that you went too far a few times? I just went too far a few times. Okay. Um, I, I'd say that, you know, within the past year, my drinking has uh, become more of an issue for me, and, and I can honestly admit that. This you know, year? We, we, yeah, well, my father passed away uh, May oh. 19th of uh last year uh so i'm just kind of still dealing with it yeah and unfortunately the only way that i i'm just a guy i don't like talking to people about my feelings and shit yeah so how i deal with it is i'll I'll go to a bar and uh a few beers you know i mean it there's nights when I get fucking pretty much like a blackout kind of state and just go to bed and I wake up in the morning and go right to work and it's just kind of become like a repetitious repetitious kind of thing mm-hmm. I, I recognize that I have the problem there but until I'm ready to deal with the fact that like you know my father passed yeah he passed on it he was on vacation so it wasn't like I was there it wasn't like I saw him the yeah. last time I saw him was you know dropping him off at the airport so I'm, I'm it's it's a fucking it's a really gnarly heavy burden and that week leading up to me dropping them off like we were fighting and it was more of him just coming down on me in in what in a tone that sounded very disappointing mm-hmm. you know of of what i what i've become and, and where i was in my life so uh yeah you know so the, i i deal with that shit and and with the, the newer bands that i'm playing in now um you know, you can you my lyrics. The one band, Mind Power, from uh, Wilkesbury. Uh, we just uh, released a, a song called Mess, and um, the lyrics on that are just straightforward. What 
what I'm feeling right now mm-hmm. as far as my life and what I go through pretty much on an everyday fucking basis. And it's fucking, it's just draining sometimes, man. It's fucking really draining, but uh, I, I can't find anything else to fucking, you know, steal my attention. You know, I, I, I sing in a band left to vanish. I sing in mind power and we, mind power being from Wilkes-Barre is and me being from Philadelphia area. It's a two hour voyage mm-hmm. every time I want to go and play music. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not like something that I can do all the time. Cause it's, it's an expensive fucking trip. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I wish I could play more. You know, I wish I could tour more. I wish I can keep myself active and not just being like a, you know, wake up, go to work, go home, eat dinner, drink a bunch of beer, smoke a little bit of weed, and then go to bed. And it's just like a life cycle. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't, ha- I don't have children. I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, I have my mother, whom I live with right now, and then I'm pretty much just, you know, paying the bills, taking care of her, and allowing her to be in her home without losing it. You know, yeah. before she passes. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, a good purpose it, right there. I mean, taking yeah. care of your mother like that. I mean, that's that's a big deal. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's she. She took care of me for years. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of my turn to 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 pay it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's got to give you some some at least some purpose. You know what I mean? Where on the dealing with all that other that other stuff i mean geez and especially not being able to to tour and play as often i mean i that's one thing uh you and i have in common is is we've been we've done the the rock and roll thing we've done it we've been there like been on those stages and done that you know you you're so that so when we work a job like we do like construction where some people think it's their only way out like oh this job will pay me 40 bucks an hour and I don't have to go to college and but you're busting your ass all day you've done the other things so you don't have the what ifs necessarily so I I find more comfort in what I do because I do have kids and stuff that I can be home every night but at the same time I would love to be back out there doing it but for your case it sounds like you need that like you need to have that and you don't and that's yeah yeah and I push and I push and push and push and you know, like I, I look at this mind power band right now, mm-hmm. and and it, I, I came up with this whole concept of of, of, of releasing an album with them. Mm-hmm. But the way that I was going to do it was going to be so fucking unique, and it's it's never been done in hardcore, and it's never been done in metal. Was to release four EPs quarterly throughout a year. Mm-hmm. So January first, you know, April second, July third, and October fourth. And then on December on December fifth, we would drop a, a a double LP of all the songs. Okay. So right now we're on we're going to be releasing uh, Q two uh, April second, okay. which is uh, next week. Um, but man, like the music that these guys write, just and it drives me crazy because if if I could get them just to commit to touring or if i found them when i was younger and when they were younger before they all had their serious jobs Mm -hmm. and they were able to tour like the band the band would be fucking on a on a different fucking plane because the the music that they write the 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 way that you know the way that i'm singing over top over these songs i i've never felt this you know i i can listen to this every day and i don't get 
tired of it. Um, I'm just so excited to play with them. And, and, and it's so hard because these dudes live like, you know, two hours away. Like I can't just drive up there like on a Wednesday yeah, and go and, and jam, you know what I mean? Like it, it's not possible with me having to be up, you know, getting up at like four 30 in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, to get to the bus by five to be in the city by seven, you know, and, and start work. It, it's just, it doesn't add up. doesn't, something outweighs the other you know yeah god damn just just the responsibility of life you know what i mean like yeah you know it just it drives me fucking crazy because i know that i don't belong in that ditch mm-hmm. no I know absolutely where I not you know absolutely what i mean not. yeah no i understand exactly what you're saying and it is and that's what about the, the so i was going to get to left to vanish because there's not a lot like I had to do some research to find what you were doing now, you know, um, other than just asking, but like, I, I wanted to, to, cause you know, I was such a big fan of life once lost. And we were literally in the, the other day in the car, with my buddy Kyle, we're leaving work. And, uh, he had asked who I was having on this, this week. And I told him and, and, uh, I started like just Googling just ran. Cause I was like, man, it's been a long time and left vanish came up and we, put it on on spotify and just cranked it and i was like holy shit like this is amazing and i was like how did i not hear this or hear of this before and that being such a step up too now i'm stoked to check out mind power because if you're feeling that good with mind power and your back catalog has been fantastic i mean i'm stoked to hear what's making you feel so good you know because and so the left to vanish uh where are those guys at are they closer to you they're they're uh drummer lives in ben salem and the other two guys live both in uh, philadelphia okay but it, it's a thing where everyone's jobs kind of get in the way and it's very mm-hmm. sporadic when they when they practice it's typically last minute and i typically always have something going on yeah and that's a, that's a band that was already rolling and then you joined yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They 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 had a few releases prior to uh, Dethroned, mm-hmm. and um, they dropped that record on me probably ten days to two weeks, you know, before they wanted me to come in the studio. Yeah. Or actually, no, it was a, a week before they wanted me to come in the studio just to lay down a track and and see if you know they liked it or something. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. You know, give me the song, I listen to it. You know, I'll write some lyrics. And then I just go in there, kill it. And they're like, okay, you're in. We need the rest of these songs done in, in like, I think like eight days, 10 days, something like that. Oh, Knock those out. And it's, but it's, for me, it's like a, at the time, like I wasn't writing that many lyrics, but to be able to like, you know, crank them out, I was very, very happy with what I wrote with that band mm-hmm. and beyond excited with how my voice turned out with on that record. Yeah. It, it's, it was, that's the first time I ever sounded like a fucking legit, legitimate monster. Dude, it, I, I agree with you. It was insane. Like, we literally were just like, I almost stopped the car. Like, this is fucking crazy. And I was telling him, because I, I was telling the story of Furnace Fest. And I was like, dude, okay, I'm not going to show you what this guy looks like. I just want you to picture this. And I told him, and then I showed him a picture. I pulled up a picture, and it was a picture where you had, someone had snapped the picture right as you looked at them and your mouth was open. And it was one of those uh, hilarious pictures, like just yeah. like, bleh. and he's like, I totally understand. 
I totally understand. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, with with Life Once Lost, what happened at the end that when when you guys disbanded? Like, what what was the what happened there? We we had a lot of members leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up putting out putting out um, ecstatic uh, ecstatic vision. I think it was trance. No, ecstatic trance. That ecstatic was a trance, fucking badass record, by the way. That was, was a it, huge departure. I loved it. it. It was. It was. It's the same like feeling and concept of what we were, but we just kind of portrayed. Uh, I, prior to that, I've been listening to like nothing but like Afrobeat and like you know psych rock mm-hmm. from all over the world. Like mm-hmm. prior to that, so I was that was my jam. Like like writing that record was a lot of fun. The, the songs that we were demoing were, were just not hacking it. We we have now we have a whole new rhythm section and it's just me and Thug. Uh-huh. So we eventually link up with two guys and we ended up putting out the Ecstatic Trance record, mm-hmm. and it was just. It was awesome. I was very excited about it, but it ends up just not really selling. It ends up not really doing well. Like our, our sh- attendance inside our shows are just getting, you know, just smaller and smaller and smaller. And then, you know, it just, it just didn't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At that point in my life, I was just, I was in a fucking, a, a pretty like uh, gnarly, like mental state. You know, like a, a just doing some really fucked up things, and I needed to step away from doing that. I needed mm-hmm. to step away from being who I was and playing music, and and focus on just like maybe trying to like live a life. You know, the the, the stuff that I was doing was just that I, I really don't want to get into, uh, but it was just stupid. It was really fucking stupid. Okay. Really fucked over a lot of fucking people, and it's just one of those things. Now I I, I look I look on it, I'm just like, it, it was nice to be able to step back and step away for a little while because I was able to then like kind of refocus like my 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 time on my mental self and and who I was as a man yeah. and, and who I wanted to become and not who I was. So I was able to take like you know, the two, three years off from playing and from doing anything to just mainly focus on, you know, like bettering myself and, and, and my outlook on, on people and, and on everything around me. Uh, it improved a lot and was going in a great direction. And, and until just recently when I kind of just went off like a, a side road for a little while, okay. you know, but I'll eventually find that main road again where I was on, where I was, you know, continuing to strive continuing to be better and stronger mm-hmm. and just 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 becoming healthier so man well i mean so you you talk about you know on that record where you you're talking about you legitimately sound like a monster i mean do you feel i mean and you're you're putting everything into i mean you can see it you're putting everything into to your your performance do you feel that way inside or is that just something that comes out when you start letting everything go I mean, a lot of yeah, people. I mean, it's, it's not contrived with you. Like it's real. You can see it. It's fucking yeah, it's pure. It's, it's lately when I've been playing live, it's been a lot more violent and and just a lot more harsh. Uh, but it's just everything. It, dude, there's so much build up stuff that I wish that I can kind of just unload on somebody. But even if I unload it on somebody, it really doesn't do anything because I'm always going to live with it. Sure. 
you know, like it's, it's a continuing like day in and day out. Like it's constantly on my mind of like my wrongdoings and errors in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just can't shake it. And I feel like that's going to be not the death of me, but I'll I'll never be able to let it go. You know, I'll I'll be thinking about this stupid stuff that I did to people for the rest of my life. And it's just, it's fucking awful. It's fucking, I'm not asking for your fucking, I'm not asking for anyone's pity. It's just the way that I look and perceive my life. You know, like I'm not, I'm not scared of dying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not scared of like losing and, and I'm just fucking, I'm just there. I'm just existing to help my mother right now until she passes and God knows what will happen, you know? Well, with that, I mean, have you tried when you say you you stepped away and you did the I mean, you did these things, you stepped away, you cleared yourself as much as you could. You you moved on enough to try to improve things. Was that all on your own or did you try to actually talk to somebody? I mean, I know you said you don't like to talk about your problems, but to I mean other people, but I mean like a professional, like have you, have you seeked out? No, no, I, I, I did once when I was younger and mm-hmm. I didn't like it. The, I felt like the patient doctor confi- confidentiality was, uh, was kind of, uh, destroyed when, you know, like I felt like everything I said to this woman, she ended up saying to my mother. Yeah. Oh, you were a minor. I was a minor. Oh shit! Of course. Actually, you know what? You know what? I was an adult at the time. Were you? But yeah, I was. I no, I was. It was in my twenties at the time. Okay. And she told it. You to know, and and then yeah, no, and it was a total. It was it was such the weirdest fucking thing. Like my mom was going to hire this woman, and for some reason, one reason or another, and I ended up, uh, you know, going and, and and talking to this woman, and I felt like everything I I said to her, she ended up like telling my mom you know and it was just kind of one of those weird fucking things and ever since then i've always been very like anti anti like psych psychiatrists or psychologists or whatever yeah so you know what i did is i at the time i I had a bike and i would ride my bike around everywhere i had like this like little track bike Mm mm-hmm and in Ben Salem, there's a, uh, a Buddhist temple mm-hmm. um, that's actually right next to Palanca Park where I used to book shows. And um, I would go there and I would just like kind of sit in on like these people like, you know, chanting and praying and doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just soothing, you know, slowly learned learned how to like meditate, learned how to, you know, not necessarily do the, do the chants, but... I knew him like a slightly mm-hmm. and, I, and I would go there like every Sunday I would bring my offerings. And after that I would go back into the woods and, and, and like just chill in like nature. Yeah. And I would just like fucking hang out and I would sit there and I would meditate and like the weirdest fucking shit would happen around me. And I would be sitting in like the middle of a Creek on this rock and I would just meditate. And like this one day, no, no shit. A fucking deer like walked down, and when I opened my eyes, the deer was probably like all of a foot away from me, mm-hmm. like smelling me. And as soon as I opened my eyes, it was like we locked eyes, and it just like took off. Yeah, you were peaceful enough and tranquil enough that that the deer felt safe. Yeah, but curious. And it was just yeah, it was it was the most wild fucking thing. Blew That's my insane. fucking mind. So 
I, I would go there like, you know, once, twice a month and just, just be at peace. And, and it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I started painting during that time. Um, I was doing, I was doing anything I could do in order to keep my mind busy because I wasn't playing music anymore. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like, you know, I, w- I was starting to like feel and find happiness and it was, wasn't all that bad, you know, like I kind of enjoyed it a little bit uh, until just recently, you know, it's, like I said, it's just been like that, like a slow progressive downward spiral. Have you tried, so. have you tried meditating again since this, this, uh, tragedy with your dad? Well, uh, actually I haven't, man, I haven't. And it's something, it's something I want to like really, really tie into. And I, I would really, really like to do, but I feel as if right now, like, I would like try to, I would try to start and then, you know, my mind would just fucking race and race mm-hmm. and race and I would never be clear. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I just don't feel like I have that clarity. I don't feel like I have that peace. Man. So do you know, um, you said you were booking shows with, uh, did some stuff with saves today. Do you know Chris Conley? Do you um, guys know each other? No, no, no. Okay. We He's don't. really into, uh, meditation and a, like a big time and uh i was gonna say you might be a good person to talk to about that and then uh mm. also mike from yob do you know yob yeah yeah, yeah. i'm a big fan of Yob. okay he he actually meditates to i did an episode with him he talks about it quite a bit but he actually meditates and deconstructs himself with the meditation like he actually like pulls open how he described it is he kind of pulls himself open and finds things that are broken and then tries to fix that. Like it's something I've never heard done with meditation before, but he goes deep and you know, he's got, you know, a myriad of health problems and things like that. Yeah. But at the same time, he's able to utilize that as a tool where like, I've never heard it described that way. He basically goes in and fixes himself like a mechanic while it's still running. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. that might be that's, that's a couple That's really, items. really, really interesting. It's, uh... That's really interesting. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's an interesting person, but the, the... From what you're telling me, I mean, just from the outside, and I don't want to insult you by, by offering things like uh, advice and things like that, but... Because I have not gone through what you're dealing with right now, um... You know, my wife lost both parents just in the last, the last ten years. I still have both parents, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what losing a parent feels like. But at the same yeah. time, seeing your passion on stage and what you can become—I mean, I think in a, in a certain aspect, the anger you have and the the ferocity and that realness is a gift because it can put you in a place where other people can feel the same way you know feel that release like when you're on stage i mean do you get do you get from the crowd or do you give to the crowd i mean is it is it basically kind of you're encapsulated in yourself Mm. when you're when you're on stage or do you feed off them like could you play for five people the same way you play for an Ozfest with everyone going fucking crazy you know or five people standing there I will say that I play for myself and I play for the band and I, and I play the release what I need to release. Mm -hmm. But when you, you know, when I look out there and it's like pure chaos, you know, that's just one thing that pushes me harder. Mm -hmm. You know, when I look out there and it's just, you know, people on phones, 
that just pushes me fucking harder. Mm-hmm. You know, that infuriates me. You know, when when I'm on stage and we, we played a show uh, in Chicago with Iced Earth and we played right before Iced Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, some like radio station did the show. So we're there and I think we had like two songs left or three songs left or something like that. And <sighs> all of a sudden the entire audience just starts chanting, you know, Iced Earth, Iced Earth. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, really? And then we go right into our next song. And then they do it again. And I'm like, just my back. And I'm, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm locked eyes with Justin. And I just turn around. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And I screamed it. Oh. The entire place went silent. <laughs> and I went on this fucking tirade for like two, three minutes about how like disrespectful that is. Yeah. And, and and none of these people here knew how hard we worked and the blood, sweat, and tears that we put into it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you guys don't understand that. I'm like, if you don't like us and you want to see Iced Earth, I'm like, the door's right over there to the right, and you guys can all go stand outside until we're done playing. And then you can come back in if you like. Yeah. But I was just saying all this fucking crazy shit. <laughs> and then we get done, and then I walk off, and then... I walked literally I walked through the crowd. I did this on purpose, but I walked through the crowd and I just split them. Like people just like stepped away from me. Yeah. I walked all the way back to that merch table and then we ended up doing like a pretty decent night in merch, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> which is like totally like off the wall, but it was like that one thing like like fuck, man, like the power and control, but like I fed off that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I went even fucking harder. You took it and back. And I went even harder. Yeah, I took it back. Like, anything they wanted to take from me that night, I took it back from them. Yeah. That but that's just the way that I've always been, though. Like, I strive off that negative energy and shit. Sure. But you've got, like, an alpha male personality, too. I mean, you got that 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 power from, like, wrestling. Like you were saying, like, you, you – I mean, wrestling, you go in with one other person, you either come out the winner or the loser. Like, it's that's it. Yes. It's all on you. With the yes. band, you have a crew, you have a whole you have a whole team on stage, but at the same time, you're the one representing that band because you're the one with the mouthpiece and yeah. the one that can just be completely expressive, you know, no no instrument in hand, your instrument's inside you. And that's a huge responsibility, but at the same time, you take it and run with it. I mean, yes. It's just something that I it's something I've never seen in another frontman, you know, maybe maybe back in the i mean maybe there's a band that that was around before i was into music you know maybe like a henry rollins or something you know that's that has that intensity but it's still nothing compared to what you put well that that was it that was a massive influence on me was rollins yeah you know i saw rollins when i was in high school zach de la rocha another huge influence like I, i would see them on stage and i would just see how much they put out yeah. Like seeing like Chaka from like Orange Nine Millimeter, Sean McKay from Mickey Dagger, um, some of my earlier hardcore shows that I went to, you know, like I'm, I'm up there and I'm like watching these guys and they're putting it all out. I, I saw both worlds play with John Joseph and he was just giving everything he had. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, I want to do that. Like I want to be there. I want to, I want to do everything. I want to give everything I have in me. I want to be able to, to tell my story and to, to, to tell it the way that I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is how I'm going to be able to tell it is by, by performing and doing this. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing, you know? 
Exactly. Um, and, and that's the reason why I did it. That's the reason why I chose to do it. Well, you did. I mean, you did it everywhere. You guys went all over the place. You, I mean, huge shows. Have you met any of these people that that influenced you so much throughout this musical journey? I mean, at festivals, um, or maybe they came up to you and were like, "Hey, man, like that was a great show." I'll say that uh, Jacob Bannon was a was an influence on me. Oh hell yeah! We played a show with them at Palanca Park, and uh, this is during the uh, Fourth Flag Flies era of the Lifelong Lost. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there and we're playing, and out of nowhere, here comes like Jake Bannon, and you know, we're the first, we're the opening band, and we're mm-hmm. just playing, we're just doing our thing, and just slowly, like, I could see him like lurking closer and closer and closer <laughs> and closer to the stage, and then sooner or later, like he's like literally like right up front watching us play, banging his head, and then after the show, he was just like. Like I, we were like his fucking favorite band ever or something. That's how he was like treating us. It was like, <laughs> it was the fucking weirdest fucking thing ever, you know? Yeah. And and I I don't know. It was just fucking. It was goofy. It was fucking so goofy. It's but gonna feel good though. Oh, it does. It does. I mean, like shit. Having like Randy from Lamb of God like produce like the the two records. You know, after Hunter, like how much I learned off of him. Yeah. Just to go in the Iron Gag. Um, and, and being as friendly as I was with him, you know, like it, it was, it was fucking, it was unreal. It was, a, it, it was, I was on the same plane. He didn't look, he didn't look down upon me by any means. Yeah. He wasn't on that level, you know, like he was, he was, we were equal. And and that's what I loved about it. You know, like he was just a straight up fucking straight up shooter. And uh, he was just an awesome dude. I, I wish I, I stayed in touch with him more. Yeah, but, he seems like but, a pretty stand-up dude. I mean, dealing with all that shit with that that uh, that court case over there, and like actually uh, going yeah. back and facing it didn't have to, but actually like, nope, I'm gonna go face this. This family needs closure. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, that's that's what it's. And you guys, you and Randy both are really unique because your voices are ferocious, but you can really understand what you're saying without a lyric sheet like yeah it's it's it's, amazing like and you can pitch screams and you can i mean it's it's crazy like i i credit that a lot to uh melissa cross um the vocal coach uh, yes yes i I used her for hunter really and that really like that that really allowed me to expand my my range and expand like the the enunciation Uh with, with what i was saying like i thought that was really really an important thing to do yeah was to be able to you know I want I wanted people to understand what I was doing and saying. Yeah. You know, coming, you know, uh, I sang in a band Old Bones and I was trying to go for something a little bit more thicker and, and chunkier, something a little bit more unlegible, but still you can <laughs> you can fucking understand everything I'm fucking saying. <laughs> and it's just like I can't escape it now, but at the same time it, it's it's unique in itself because I feel like I hear I, I hear guys sing sometimes and I'm like, "Man, like I just doesn't sound like real yeah you know like i don't understand how people like this it doesn't sound real like when i sing like i put everything into it in in a studio i'm good for all of an hour and a half maybe and tracking and then i'm shot for the fucking day yeah you know i'm totally spent i I can't sing anymore i I know when my fucking limit comes Mm -hmm. and typically it comes quick but fuck man like yeah. <laughs> did, you get, did you get hooked up with Melissa through Randy? 
that was through uh, Ferret. Oh, okay. Ferret and our management company. Okay. Because I think he worked with her too, didn't he? Yes, yes, he okay. did. And that, I think she took a strong liking to me. I, I ended up doing a uh, – she was on an episode of uh, Discovery Channel, and I was like the main guy she kept working with and stuff. Nice. I had this like really epic uh, – fucking flannel on no a uh, thermal <laughs> on with like it's yellow shirt with a giant hole right in the chest and my hair's all like shaggy and shit <laughs> i'm all like really like like uncomfortable around the camera and stuff i'm like uh, like kind of looking at the camera kind of not <laughs> trying to be natural but i couldn't i was just totally like geeking out on it that rules oh my god dude yeah that's the one thing that's that's one thing with I always get shit for the music I listen to uh, when I listen to heavier music. I listen to everything, but they're like, yeah. I, if that's just garbage. Like, I can't understand what they're saying. But I was like, well, check this band out. And it's either you guys or Lamb of God. Where it's like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, did he just say he'll haunt me till I die? And I was like, that's exactly <laughs> what he says. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, but you understood it, didn't you? You know, like it's, it's, it's something that's totally awesome because it's something where – not a lot of people can do that you know and and that was aside from the sheer intensity of the live show that was always something i appreciated is you know i never had to go back and look at lyrics for you guys you know like it was yeah, there, pick there'd it up. be the occasional couple words here and there that were kind of a little goofy but yeah all in all i mean that was the, the whole concept was just to to make it so that people can understand yeah and that's i mean that seems like it would be the point i mean Especially if you're if you're so passionate about what you're doing and you're writing these lyrics, I mean, you want them to come across. And, you know, I think for a lot of people in hardcore that are less less uh, understandable, it's more for them to be saying those words to somebody than someone hearing the words. You know what I mean? Where it's more therapeutic to like, you know, if you could look at somebody and say everything you felt, but maybe they wouldn't hear it, but you actually said it to them. Yeah, almost like a, a voyeur kind of thing where, you know, like uh, or in another language, like you go up to someone who doesn't speak English and you just go off on them and it doesn't hurt their feelings because they don't know what you're saying, but they took it. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could really read off of like emotions and, and intensity and body language. Yeah. Too. You know what I mean? So if I'm going off on someone that doesn't understand anything I'm saying or doing, like they'll feel it just from way that I can perform. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely, man. Well, what? So you you've got mind power. You've got um, left to vanish. What else is there? Anything out? You guys. So you guys are releasing these EPs quarterly, and you yes. said you just released a new single called Mess. Yes. Okay. Is that on like Spotify? Everything they can people can. That's find on uh, Bandcamp. That's Bandcamp. Band I can Camp actually on. send the. I'll send you the uh, the record over. Awesome. When I get off the phone. Yeah, I'll text you my email or whatever, and we can. I, I'm stoked to hear it. Oh, uh, just it's just a uh, like a Dropbox link, so I, if oh, I can. Oh, perfect. Send it to yeah, you just text it to me. Yeah. Yeah, or text it to you. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, well, Bob, dude, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but this has been absolutely fantastic. I've I've really enjoyed awesome, speaking dude. with you, dude, and and uh, you as well, man. You know, I've I'm really feeling for you right now with where you're at. You know, because I, I, you know, you and I don't know each other personally, but at the same time through this show, I feel like I get to, you know, make friends over, you know, an hour long conversation, you know, and kind of get to know somebody, yeah. um, you know, but I'm, like I say, I'm always here. If you want to, since I'm kind of an impartial ear, if you want to talk or whatever, yeah, man. just call me up, text me, whatever, you know, and 
And uh, if you'd like, I could connect you with Chris Conley, and you guys could talk meditation. I mean, you guys have yeah. some history, you know, if that's something you're into. Um, yeah, no, no. If you, if you don't mind, you know what I mean, yeah. and maybe reach out to uh, Mike Kremyov too. Yeah, uh, I'll I'd, reach I'd out like to both the, of them. I'd like that idea of what he was, uh, what he's portraying with the, um, the the dissection and rebuilding. Oh my god, um, yeah, that's it's very intense. Yeah, sounding. So I can put you in touch with both of them, and uh, awesome. I think that would be really helpful for you. And and you know, because I want you to keep creating. I mean, I want. I want you to keep yeah, doing yeah, what you're doing, I, I, you know? Like, I love it. Listen, I, I, I will do this until I cannot do it anymore. Yeah. You know, this is the only way I know how to perform, so. Sure. All right, Bob. Well, dude, I will let you go. Uh, yeah, text Thank me you, that man. Over I really, really, really appreciate this. Dude, I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the time. It's been it's been special for me, so I, I appreciate it very much. And, and like I say, if you need anything, reach out. Um, and I'll I'll be in touch with you on on as things are it's, so this will be out in not this Tuesday but the following Tuesday. Um, awesome. And uh, we'll Just get all the, all the information sent it to me so I can uh, make sure that I post it up on my page and I um, post it in various other locations as well. Absolutely, my friend. Well, enjoy your evening and uh, I'll get you in touch with you as well, guys. sir. Thank you, buddy. Thank you very much, man. Right. Thank you. Bye bye. Have a good night. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Robert Meadows from A Life Once Lost, from Left to Vanish, and from Mind Power. His new band, Mind Power, check him out now on Spotify. They are ferocious. Uh, what an awesome dude and, and just an amazing story. Um, I really am glad I got to talk to Robert. And, uh, yeah, we still keep in touch. And I hope he's doing better and, and things are going his way. And, uh yeah, I mean, definitely check out his music. It's amazing. Life Once Lost was ferocious, but man, that guy is an animal, and I respect what he does, and, and such an awesome dude. So thanks again for listening, guys. I'm going to keep this outro short, too, because I'm ready to get out of here and, and uh, get more things cooking for you guys. So uh, check out our sponsors, artistflags.com, Stumptown Mattress, StickerNinja.com, and Merge4.com. Uh, all amazing companies, uh, all local um, to this area except for artist flags we try to keep things as local as possible but cody over at artist flags is just so good um, we keep having them back so uh, definitely check all those guys out um, and check out you know we've got so many things going on the website will be updated soon with with all the new stuff um, but appreciate you guys hanging in there with me and we are back in full action and uh, so yeah we'll get it you guys next week as always we'll see you on the radio
Hey, this is Doc Coyle, host of the X-Man Podcast and part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. The X-Man Podcast is where I talk to professionals in the music world and other creative industries about the challenges and transitions of leaving monumental ventures. This podcast is for those passionate and driven 20 to 30-somethings at a crossroad trying to figure out what's next. Listen and subscribe at jabberjawmedia.com.